Saturday night, and we are live. 55 Minutes of Fury. Welcome, CTN, as well as all of our other platforms. God bless you all. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just have to launch with this right away. we got to hurry tonight, as usual, with 55 Minutes. Got to get in as much as we can. Trisha Flanagan video. This just came out. It's going all over, pretty much going viral on the on the various social media platforms. It's just entitled The Deep State, Chip in a Girl's Arm. Play it for me. All right. For some reason, we have no audio. I don't know what the deal is with that over and over again. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do, but I'm going to show you this video in just a second here. It's, uh, as you saw from the beginning of it, um, there's a girl standing there, and she's now espousing that she's got a chip in her arm. Very, very happy about it. And again, this just goes back to Revelation chapter 13, 16, and 17, that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, a lot of people will say, yeah, but you know what? This is voluntary. Doesn't this all start off? Voluntary at all. Remember, the vaccine started off voluntary, and then in the European Union, you weren't able to buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR coded mark of the beast on your phone called a vaccine passport. Remember, Ursula van der Leyen came out and espoused it. She was very, very, very Ursula van der Leyen, for those, who, for those of you who aren't familiar, is the president of the European Union, whose husband is a manufacturer who actually supplies. Pfizer, Pfizer uh, COVID-19 vaccination materials. So you have, the, you have these people that come out and espouse these things with various, of course, financial ties. Is it ready? Okay, so anyway, here, here, we'll get back to that in just a second. Here's the video, play for me. I put a microchip in my arm and it's the best thing ever. This chip is a powerhouse. It's got everything I need. A credit card, my ID, my medical info, and even my keys. And when it's time for groceries, you just tap your wrist and bam, transaction done. It's like magic. In a medical emergency, it can save my life. Experts can easily identify me and my medical history. I feel like a sci-fi character and I'm loving it. This amazing chip is totally free. That's right, no more digging into your pockets. And the best part, the surgery is quick. It'll give you a cookie afterwards. Now I could actually spend the rest of the show talking exclusively about that video, but let's go over just a few things, uh, you know, the few things that she advocates about having a chip surgically implanted into your, your hand, which we all know, Revelation chapter 13, eventually be on your forehead or on your right hand. We know that. And a lot of what's really sad about me stating things like Revelation 13, 16 through 18, and the 18th verse, which I haven't quoted yet, is here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Understand what is the number of the beast. For it is the number of man, his number is 666. For many, many Christians... The mark of the beast is actually folklore. The, the mark of the beast is right-wing Alex Jones conspiracy theory, which I love Alex Jones. He's about 99% correct, so I'm not belittling him at all because most of what he said be, uh, actually ends up coming to fruition. But for many Christians, that is right-wing conspiracy theory. They don't even see this unfolding right before their very eyes. That's what's truly amazing. Now you have this video of this, of this really happy-go-lucky girl talking about how great the surgically implanted chip is in her hand. Let's, let's ask these questions. Why is it important for you to have something like that implanted into your body? She's espousing she's so you can go up to a register, go up to a, uh, you know, where you scan in a QR code, and it's so convenient. What, how is that any more convenient 
than carrying around a credit card. Even, even so, how's that any more inconvenient? Not that I, I'm overly supportive of this, but how's that more convenient than everybody already has a tracking device on them called your phone? Me being the hypocrite, I have one too. So how's that any more convenient than carrying around a phone you've already been carrying on you for the last decade? But suddenly, you will have an inescapable chip. And not to mention... How many crimes are going to have, uh, actually, how many crimes are going to occur where somebody lops off somebody's hand and uses that to scan their QR code and go buy merchandise like they do now with your credit card or your ATM card, your debit card? So you have that. She's, She's claiming convenience. And then she says that, you know, it's great because if I have a medical emergency, all the paramedics and the doctors have to do is scan this, scan this ship and they can save, they can more easily save my life. Listen, how about just carrying around a medical alert card or the typical medical alert bands that have already been in mass production and mass dissemination for years? No, this gets it in your body as the World Economic Forum, as as you all know, uh, Harari, uh, Noah Harari has said. He says, we are bringing biometric data into your body. We We are bringing the biomedical community into your body we are bringing the economy into your body so you you see how this becomes normal and i I don't want to deal the reason why i'm hesitating is literally i could spend the rest of the show talking about this but this is why the why people like me never wore a mask never social distance never espoused the COVID lies the vaccine lies the lockdown lies the six foot distancing lies which are, have all been proven to be true. The only people holding on to those orthodoxies are the people who politically benefit from those orthodoxies or financially benefit from those orthodoxies or because they're too embarrassed to admit that all of their orthodoxies were incorrect, i.e. the evangelical church, of which I am a member. I believe there's one way to heaven, that's Jesus Christ. That's it. I, I believe you must be born again. I am an evangelical Christian. But most evangelicals closed their churches stood six feet apart uh pimped and hoard vaccines from their pulpits made everyone wear masks had alcohol gel stations everywhere this is why you don't do look at where we are all you're like tom this got nothing to do with COVID. oh really all of the infrastructure for that for a qr coded mark of the beast to be implanted into your arm that infrastructure was solidified. It was already there prior to COVID and then has been mass produced since COVID, since the vaccines came out. Because as we know, the vaccines do nothing to stop transmission, nothing to stop infection, nothing to stop hospitalization, nothing to do to, uh, to stop death. They don't do any of those things. So why are they still being, why are they still being mandated? Why, why were they ever mandated? So that they could get to a place where they could leverage you into a one-world commerce system, which is not right-wing conspiracy. That's the Bible unfolding right before your very eyes in Revelation 13, uh, in, in Revelation 13 and 14, which will not, will not be preached in hardly any evangelical churches tomorrow worldwide, even as they see this unfold right before their eyes, because it's nothing more than folklore and conspiracy theory to them, because they don't really preach the real Jesus. The real Jesus is the Bible unfiltered. The real Jesus is the Bible unfiltered by human beings. That's, that's, that's Christianity. But for most Christians, the, the Christianity, Jesus is their own uh, idolatrous version of Jesus, uh, an all-accommodating Jesus, an all-tolerant Jesus. It was not all-accommodating. He said there's one way to heaven. 
Acts chapter 4, verse 12, there is salvation is found in nowhere else. Nobody else. John chapter 14, 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's not tolerant. He's not accommodating. The word of God says homosexuals and liars and fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God. Will that be preached tomorrow in most churches? Absolutely not. Because they deem that to be unloving. They deem Jesus, because Jesus is the word, to be unloving. They're preaching a Pharisaic cultist version of Jesus, which is why they were so blind, why they were so, so lacking in spiritual discernment that when all of this came upon us, you know, forced you to close your church, under what precipice, under, under what precedent do you, what, do you close your church? First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, absolutely not. Most Christians were espousing Romans chapter 13, to obey your ruling authorities. To obey your ruling authorities, that would be to obey the Constitution. Not your Chamber of Commerce. Not your Board of County Commissioners. Not your City, not your city Commission. Not the, not the President. Not the Vice President. Not the Congress. Not the Senate. The Constitution of the United States of America. The people who refused to close, refused to mask, were the people obeying the ruling authorities because our ruling authorities is a written document called the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence. So now this is where we are, and it's the church's fault. That's why the love of most will grow cold. If the church would have stood, we wouldn't see this girl so gleefully exhorting, receiving a surgically implanted chip on the inside of her body. She says, you know what? After you get it, after you get this very short surgery, we'll give you a cookie afterwards. And see, those of you that complied, and now you're no longer complying, and maybe you stopped halfway through 2021, maybe your church was closed for six months, maybe it was closed for six weeks, maybe it was closed for two years, and now you're pretending like you never closed, you have refused to repent. You refuse to say that you were wrong. Those of you that I'm yelling at right now that have said you're wrong, I'm not talking to you. But most Christians refuse to say I was wrong. So now you have refused to define right and wrong. You have refused to, ref to define what, what your yes is and what your no is and let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So you are vulnerable to the next attack and here it comes. They will, they will say, they will use this to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point. That singular access point will be a QR coded mark of the beast starting on your phone, starting in plan in your body, and then, and then on, your, on your forehead or on your right hand. That's the truth. That's going to happen. Now, you and I are the 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8 restraining. You can't restrain and comply at the same time. You can't do it. The Christians, well, we're against the globalists. How are you against the globalist left when you wore their mask, took their vaccines, closed down for them, bent over for them, put alcohol gel stations out for them, stood six feet apart from them, had your church come in in COVID clumps where everybody stood, sat apart in their own lawn chairs for, for a year? How are you the restraining of the beast, the Antichrist? How are you the restraining when you're complying to the Antichrist spirit? You have to stand be, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians chapter five, verse one. Again, I could talk about this all night. I don't want to do it. Got miscellaneous stories to start off the show. Although I just spent, I don't know how long, 12 minutes talking about this. Tone Man Lives video. How many heinous crimes? Flights coming out of the border that are all children. Strange, isn't it? Play it for me. 
on bombshell new claims about the border crisis as the New York Post reports the White House is secretly flying planes packed with underage migrants across the country, jetting them from Texas to New York in the cover of night. All this leading critics to wonder why the Biden administration would need this kind of covert operation if it had nothing to hide. Of course, I'm no big Fox fan anymore. I don't watch Fox at all, but I will use their their various posts on social media because they're put out by all sorts of people. Even if they were put out by Fox, I'd still use them just for full transparency. I just don't watch any Fox at all. Even the people that I like, because I like Jesse Waters and I like Laura Ingram. But since Laura Ingram, but since they fired Tucker, they've shown who they are, so I'm done with them. But everyone needs to understand the heinous nature of this, which is actually the title of this is how many heinous crimes. Everyone, can somebody explain to me logically? Why it is that we have plane loads of exclusively children being flown all over the country? Could some, maybe somebody in this room bark it out? There's three other people in the room. And they, what, what justification could there possibly be for loading up jumbo jets full of kids in the dark? Why isn't this done in the middle of the day? Everyone practicing evil hates the light, does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. That's why. John chapter 3, verse 20. Because obviously there's something to hide when you're doing it in the dark. That's never been done in the dark before. Why is this happening? Why, why are the, I remember Ron DeSantis coming out and saying, these flights are coming in and nobody's notifying anybody in Florida. We have absolutely no idea who these kids are and where they're going. How many kids are missing right now? According to DHS statistics, 85,000, which we know it's really twice that. 85,000 kids are missing since Biden took over. Missing. Off the planet, 85,000. Where are they going? To Thailand sex shops? Filipino sex shops? American sex shops? Who knows where they're going? We did, we, Aaron and I played this video a couple weeks ago of a seven-year-old girl, eight-year-old girl found with 67 DNA samples in her body. She was raped a minimum of 67 times by a minimum of 67 different men. Don't believe me, think that's right-wing conspiracy? Please Google it right now, because even Google can't hide it. 67 rapes, minimum, that doesn't mean that one of the 67 men didn't rape her five, 10 times, because she may have been raped 300 times. We have no idea, but a minimum of 67 times. This is what this man espouses. I don't care whether you're a Republican or Democrat, that's who your boy Espouses. If you're the if you are the Lincoln Project and you claim to be Trumpless Republicans, if you claim to be a, a never Trump Republican, or you claim to be a liberal or a liberal Democrat, this is what liberal Democrat. How are you liberal when you're allowing little girls to be raped 67 times? What was that happened during the, uh, the Trump administration? Name them. Go ahead. Give me give me one example. Send it to me of when this was happening under the Trump administration. Show me, show me flights in the Trump administration of exclusively children taking off in the dark of night. Just two very strange locations, New York City and L.A. Very strange, isn't it? The hubs of liberalism, the hubs of leftism. In the middle of the night, all these strange rumors throughout all these years of these of, of pedophile rings. And lo and behold, 85,000 kids are missing in the two years. Two years. And that's, that's what's reported. Again, that's what we know. Remember, they have, they have 250,000 encounters every month at the border. And one in five encounters is never known. So it could be five times, it could be, be 1.2 million a month that are crossing the border. So how many really are missing out of all these kids, these 85,000, these are documented kids that didn't show up to their notice to appear. They were documented, given a court hearing date, a, a court date, and they never showed up and nobody has any idea where they're at. 
Where are they at? They're averaging, Biden's averaging about 42.5 thousand a year missing. 42,000 kids a year done just missing. Where are they going to? Could it be all of these rumors? Remember, they all, they all called Alex Jones a nut when he espoused Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein Island? Maybe, how many of those really exist? I don't know. I'm not going to espouse things that aren't true. But it's very strange that Joe Biden, a liberal Democrat who do, does like to shower with his daughter and sniff little kids, namely little girls, and he's, he, he's flying out all of these kids in the middle of the night. For what reason? And who's... Who's landing them? Who is processing them? Where are they going? Who's documented this? Mayorkas? Alejandro Mayorkas, the most incompetent bureaucrat that has ever lived? Give me a break. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the pervert section of the show. And by that, I mean mainly transgenderism and other things too. Only London video. This, this is what's going on in our country. This is what, let me, you're like, Tom, you're a pastor. You shouldn't be Republican or Democrat. Well, first of all, I just say bull crap to that. Clearly, you look at the Republican platform versus the Democratic platform. Democratic platform wants to lop off penises, lop lop off breasts, lop off testicles. It's pro-gay marriage, pro-abortion up to the second of death, second of birth, right up to even after they're born. And in California, 28 days after a baby's born, they still want, they still are trying to legislate the murder of those babies. So that's who they are. Now, the Republicans are spineless worms, but their platform is close to the Bible, hence the reason why I'm a Republican. But they're still spineless. They do nothing to stop these things because if they did something to stop them, somebody might call them transphobic, somebody might call them xenophobic, someone might call them racist. And if you're, if you're name-called these days, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you, even though they did the same thing to Jesus. Worst thing that can happen to you is that, you're not, that you are not approved of by the world. That's the, the worst thing that could ever happen to a Christian now because that's how most Christians, that's how most churches work. They dumb down the gospel to try to get people into their churches that have no interest in their churches. So they change their churches into what the world is interested in. Absolute insanity. You don't ever do that. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. What's 2 Timothy 4, 2? Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine and to bring a summation to that verse. That means preach the word, whether it's popular or not, now. Because if you don't, you end up with this. This is what's going on in our country. Right now, the perversion level. This is a 13-year-old boy at a drag queen performance at an explicit strip club in a routine, in a routine before a crowd of men. Play it for me. This is what Kevin Bacon and his wife, they espouse it. They just put it out. They just put out this video that went pretty much viral where they're saying that that's art. That's a Democrat. Why would you, why would you be sexualizing a child unless you were sexually interested in children? Why would you ever, why would you ever bring a child that is a 13 year old boy pretending to be a girl and everybody's telling him that he's a girl. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody is, is backing him up and that he's a girl and all that stuff, all the, the, the transgender movement. But why would you ever have that going on? How, how, is there, how is that justifiable? And listen, I've only been doing this podcast for three years. 
Those videos did not exist two years ago. Those videos did not exist 18 months ago. And now they're proliferating all throughout social media platforms. And you have Kevin Bacon and his wife come out and do a little dance and say that drag shows are art. And again, I espouse the same thing that I said on Thursday. Why is it always men? Think about this. Why is it always men that want to be in women's restrooms, never women trying to get into men's restrooms? Why is it that it's only men dressing up as women, twerking their genitalia in front of little girls' faces and not women dressed up as men twerking their genitalia in front of little boys' faces? Why? You ever ask yourself these questions? And why is this not being spoken about from the pulpit? Why has the church not donned its black robes and spoke about, well, you don't mix politics from the pulpit? Not a Bible verse, not a Bible verse. Why Why are you espousing things from the pulpit that are not a Bible verse? and refusing to espouse things that are Bible verses from the pulpit. There, I believe there's numerous Bible verses about transgenderism in and of, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's men putting on women's clothing, it's in the Bible. You should be espousing it. Let's go to the next one, Ian Miles Chong tweet. The state of Minnesota will now be, now this is state number two, dose. And we know California and New York are soon to follow because once somebody has set a liberal standard, all the other liberals, not le- I hate to use the word liberal because it's not really liberal. Once there's been a leftist, globalist, nationalist, bourgeois, elitist stance, then all the other leftists have to follow the stance. They've got to measure up to this level of leftism. This has already happened in Jay Inslee's Washington state. Same exact law has already been passed, is already in effect. The state of Minnesota will now be able to take away your children if you refuse to permit them to have sex reassignment surgeries, hormones, or puberty blockers. Now, the next part, leave this up. Now, the next part of this will be no parental notification if it isn't already, if it isn't already attached to the bill. This is actually reported by Rebel News, which is out of Canada. Where's, where's the rest of the media? And I, I just, I, to me, it's all your, your chickens will come home to roost, leftists, because eventually something will happen that actually bothers you whether it's your daughter that's sexually accosted in the women's room at her high school, at her middle school, at her elementary school by a man dressed up as a woman. That will wake you up. Or maybe your own kid who you really don't want on puberty blockers since there's never been any long-term trials. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds like mRNA vaccinations. No long-term trials, but deemed safe and effective, which isn't a safe, which neither one are safe and effective. So you have these, so the next, the next shoe that will drop will be there'll be no parental notification. As in, as what's happening in Washington state. And this will now go to all the blue states. That's why I said earlier about, on other shows about the vaccine mandates where you have the CDC put out its recommendations that now every kidney has to take the COVID-19 vaccination, mRNA vaccination, a vaccination against an illness they never die of, they're never hospitalized for, and they're not a significant vector of. But yet they have to be, for some reason, they have to be vaccinated against it, which goes again to our original video, because once you have mandated vaccinations, then you've got to have proof of mandated vaccinations. Then you've got to have their style of proof, their approved proof, which will be a chip implanted in your arm. Right now, a QR code on your phone called a vaccine passport, a green pass, an Excelsior pass, a common pass. All ushered in in the last three years. So and people often wonder too, how is, I, I've been saying this, Eric can back me up, I've been saying it for over two years, that transgenderism is just as much 
a part of the globalist agenda to leverage you into a one world commerce system as vaccine passports, CBD, CBDCs, or social credit systems. It's on gun grabbing. It's all the same agenda with different tactics. This is how they leverage you in. They just, they for, if, you, if you don't allow their agenda to take place in your life, you'll be cut off from the product. And if you are cut off from the product, you can control the consumer. That's the point of all of this. You, you, you end up with, let's say you end up with a chip implant. You end up with a, with a, with, with a social credit system with CBDC and your, your biomedical data and everything else. And that's your singular access point into a one world commerce system. We buy, sell, trade, travel, entertain, everything. You can only get it through that singular access point, which is some sort of QR code that has all that data on it. And then they say, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna amp it up a notch. Now you've gotta say on your information that you say, that you, will, that you agree to calling people, he, her, she, they, whatever it may be, and you agree that your child is a ward of the state. If they deem that your child needs to have his penis lopped off, then his penis gets lopped off. And that offends people who are watching on, you know, on CTN or whatever. I'm sorry, listen, penis is not a cuss word. I don't ever use profanity. I just use what's true. That's true. And that's how they leverage you. They just add one thing after another. Well, I first, all I thought it was, was a vaccine passport. No, then it's your biomedical data. Then it's your, va- then it's your, then it's your CBDC. Then it's your social credit score. And then it'll be, you have to agree to transgender terms. Then you have to agree to ESG, environmental social governance. Then you have to agree to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Then you have to agree to CRT, critical race theory. Those are all check marks on your QR-coded mark of the beast, your common pass, your Excelsior pass, your green pass, your, your access to a singular access to a one world commerce system. That's the point of it all. That's the point of all of us. Let's go to the next one. New York Post tweet. I said, I have to show you the state of, of Soros back. Letitia James, here she is. This is Letitia James. New York Post. I don't know if maybe this. No, this is Austin, Texas. Oh, it's even worse. Because this DA, he's bought and paid for. I got his name here somewhere. But let's see if it's in the article. But anyway, this is the Austin DA. Aaron, see if you can find it for me because I thought I had it written down, but I don't. Oh, it's down here. It's in here. We're good. So here, here this is this is this New York Post. Why I got confused with Letitia James. There's also a source bought and paid for uh, uh, attorney general in New York with Alvin Bragg. Source bought and paid for attorney general in New York, uh, uh, district attorney in New York. So here in Austin, Texas, where you have this bastion of right wing conservatism, the state of Texas, but it has its liberal hubs and you better move out of them. If you live in Austin, Texas, believe me, you have absolutely no criminal justice system for you if you are a conservative. None. Zero. All, all a district attorney has to do is say you committed a crime, go to his Soros bought and paid for attorney general, district attorney, Soros bought and paid for judge, liberal judge. And it doesn't matter whether you, what they're saying you did even meets any statutory requirements, they can still put you in prison. You're like, no, I'm, I'm innocent. It could never happen to me. It doesn't matter whether you're innocent or not. If, if the district attorney is liberal, and all of your constituency is liberal, everybody that lives around you is liberal, and then the judge is liberal, then your only hope would be the state Supreme Court or an appellate court but between the, your local court and the, and the state, state Supreme Court. How often, do they, how often do they receive cases? How often do they accept cases? Hardly ever. This is the state. This is where we are now. You need to understand that it's an emergency that you get out of blue areas because you have no judicial system there for you. 
None. Absolutely not. They will charge you with anything and lock you up and sleep like babies, even though they know they locked you up and you were an innocent man or woman. Prolific public masturbator who broke this Austin, Texas, who broke woman's leg. She was chasing this woman while masturbating, while chasing her because he was getting off on the fear, broke her leg in the chase, given zero jail time. Zero jail time by the bought and paid for Jose Garza. Thank you, Aaron. That's his name. That's him right there. Good. I'm glad you got it. Wise picture. There's Jose Garza. Bought and paid. He just let her this, this guy off there. There. I'm just. I'm, I'm letting everybody guess. That's the perpetrator right next to him. There's some evidence there that would show you that that's the perpetrator. He just lets him off. He chases a woman with all of his stuff out, violating this woman sexually breaks her leg and gets no jail time. Here's the article from the New York Post. I'm reading a snippet from it. A predator who broke a woman's leg in four, four places. How does that even happen? While chasing after her and masturbating ha- has been let off, off with probation by an ultra-liberal district attorney in Austin, in Austin, Texas. Antonio Reyes, who is all, this is the offender, not the attorney, is also facing numerous indecent exposure charges, including exposing himself to a child, but that's okay now because Joe Biden just puts them on airplanes and sends them all over the place to people like Reyes. It doesn't, what does that mean? We, we, we have kids performing in drag shows. We have kids that are victimized by drag shows. That doesn't matter anymore. So he's already has charges for exposing himself to a child, is free to roam the streets despite, despite copping to aggressive, to aggravated assault causing serious bodily injuries. His sentence of 10 years of probation is too soft according to Lynn Isaac, the Austin engineer he attacked. I would think so. That you're attacked by a man with his stuff out. I'm being cleaner than normal because I'm on, uh, on CTN. With his stuff out, chasing her with his stuff out committing um i mean actually committing a sexual act while chasing her this guy's pretty athletic got to give him credit on that and she ends up falling and breaking her leg in four places she says you know what the sentence is too light the austin engineer he attacked while she was jogging in her neighborhood during the 2021 ambush isaac told the post she tried to outrun rios rios for seven for seven miles he got in probation he chased this woman for seven miles and got probation and, and, and fought him off, but claimed he fed, fed off her fear, fondling himself as, he, as she tried to escape. The felon was eventually scared off by a neighbor. The decision not to give Rios prison time was made by Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza, who ran on a platform of criminal justice reform. That's certainly reformed. That's certainly reform where criminals used to go to jail. Now we're going to reform away from that where sexual predators no longer go to jail. And remember, he already has pending charges of exposing himself to a child. All right, let's go to the next one. Here's another one for you. This is the state of the criminal justice system in America. You probably often, you might be wondering, why does Tom talk about this so often? Because I was a cop for 25 years. I'm pretty, I'm interested in what's happening to the criminal justice system in America. Andy No exclusive, a trans person in Paulding County, Georgia, is facing more than 50 child sex abuse felonies following arrest at a daycare center where they were residing. The suspect's mother, a daycare operator, denied knowing the suspect. So, amazing. So, this is the, this is the guy. Now, he, he identifies as a girl, but he is a sexual predator. 50 charges, 50 alleged charges, innocent to proven guilty. But here, is anybody seeing a pattern here? 
We have mass. We have, we have transgender visibility day on March 30th. Lesbian visibility day two days ago. We have Joe Biden flying little kids all throughout America, undocumented, right from the border to New York, to Los Angeles. 85,000 missing kids, and it's probably double or triple that. And we, and, and, and we have, right now, we have men pretending to be women. And I, and I bet you all the parents felt like they had to accept this person. Because if they didn't, they'd be called transphobe. Call me transphobe all you want. I'm not going to lie to people. I am not going to call that man a woman. And by calling that man a woman, you gave him free reign, access to children. Because who would hire a man in this day and age to be over a daycare? I don't blame you. I don't let men be in charge of, of children here at our church at all. Because once again, here's, my, here's one of my founding narratives. 25 years in law enforcement, all the perverts were men. It's never women looking in men's uh, uh, bedroom windows. It is never women trying to get into men's locker rooms. It is never women trying to get into uh, men's bathrooms. It is always the other way around. Spend all night on this. Let's go to the next thing. COVID, let's talk about vaccines. Here's Rand Paul. He asked Samantha Power. Now, I want everybody to know when you see this video, talking about switching to COVID and vaccines now. Samantha Power is a hyper leftist Obama Clinton operative who's now taken Anthony Fauci's place. She's not a doctor. And by, just so everybody knows, and I, I don't mean to be redundant with this, but Anthony Fauci is not retired. Anthony Fauci is receiving a government check along with his $400 plus thousand dollar a year retirement. He has full federal security. He's being paid by the federal government. So he gets, he's double dipping. He gets his federal paycheck, his retirement paycheck, and, and taxpayer funded security. Right now, the man who got nothing right, who's anything but a hero, of course. But that's who Samantha Power is. She's just a liberal hack. She knows nothing about disease. She has never been a doctor. She has no knowledge about vaccines, but now she's in charge of the USAID, which is Anthony, Fa Anthony Fauci, Fauci's uh, former department under the NIH. But Rand Paul asked Samantha Power, did USAID fund corona coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? Play it for me, Tom. Ms. Powers, uh, did USAID fund coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? We did not fund gain-of-function that's not the as question. You know. The question is, did you fund coronavirus research in Wuhan, China? Before my time, there was the PREDICT program with which you're familiar, which ended in China in 2019. Yeah, this is a $200 million program, and the GAO has also identified that some of these grants went directly to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where there is a suspicion that the lab leak began, that began the pandemic. Um, has USAID awarded funds to the Academy of Military Medical Sciences in China? I, not to my knowledge, but I'd have to give I think the answer is once again yes. GAO has found that there have been subawards of NIH money as probably as well as USAID money that went to the Academy of not just medical research, military medical research in China. 
Now, part of the unknowns here is we can't get the records to look at this. So I've been asking for months and months for records. In September of last year, I wrote Ms. Powers, the USAID, a request asking for records from the PREDICT program. These are not classified. These are simply records of scientific research, and we want to read the grants to find out what they were doing and whether the research was dangerous or not. Um, the response I got from your agency was, USAID will not be providing any documents at this time. They're just unwilling to give documents on scientific grant proposal. We're paying for it. They're asking for $745 million more in money, and we get no response. So two weeks ago, the ranking member, uh, Rish, myself, and 25 other Republican senators, unfortunately, so far, signed a letter once again. They've, it's still no response. We're not asking for classified information. We're not asking for anything unusual. Um, 20 million people died around the world. You're supposed to be an agency that cares about the death of people around the world. We, you know, talk about starvation and famine, and 20 million people died from a virus, and you won't give us the basic information about what grants you're funding around the world and who you're funding. Should we be funding the Academy of Military Medical Research in China? They're now off limits. But did we fund them? And who was making the decision? When did the virus come about? In about 2019, some of the research proposals that came about in 2018 were Wuhan Institute of Virology asking for money to create a virus with a furin cleavage site in it, a coronavirus, a SARS-like virus with a furin cleavage site. That's exactly what COVID turned out to be. They wanted money to create such a virus. So we want to know, are there other research proposals that you either granted or denied that were on the same veins of creating viruses that could have become COVID-19. We can't tell because you won't give us the information. Again, we, we consistent with longstanding practice, we are providing extensive documentation. We have a whole That's team just of people not do true. nothing other That's than look back and true. predict. That is not it true. It is factually accurate. That is it not is. true. Everything we have asked, we have not gotten. I have not seen one document on the PREDICT program. I understand that, again, consistent with common practice Consistent that you're not going to give it to any senator. No, no, no. We're that. providing uh, all of the kinds of documentation that you're <laughs> you describing. You are not. You're we being are. dishonest. We, you're being no, dishonest. I'm not. I'm we haven't gotten not. one scrap of paper from you. There, not there, one again, scrap of paper. with the paper. committees of jurisdiction, we are providing all of the paperwork that you are not. requested by the I'm on the other committee. I'm the ranking member on well, the other committee, and I haven't seen a scrap of paper from that committee either. Well, that is... I, that, See, here's what the I, American I tell you people... What has the American Actually, people, I can't tell you what the happens American at the committee. The American people think this, that because you won't respond, and because you respond with a non-response, that you have something to hide. I don't know if you have anything to hide or not. I want to see every grant proposal that had to do with coronaviruses that went to China from the U.S. government, from all facets of the U.S. government, and every bit of the Biden administration is stonewalling us and will not give us the information. It makes us think and makes us suspicious that you're hiding something. And it wasn't even you. This was the previous administration. We go back two or three administrations. We just want to see the information, and yet you sit there and you say we will do something, we are doing something, which is absolutely the opposite of the truth you are not being honest just a few corrections as much as i love Rand paul i got a couple things wrong there first of all there wasn't 20 million people died of COVID. the world health organization's estimate is between 5 and 18 million that's how that's how close their estimate that's how that's how exact their science is so and the other thing is what he said on there was this is from the previous administration yes trump was the previous president but it was with all the current people 
that are still part of the NIH and the NIAID, they're all, it's all, it's all the same people. And I got the, I got, she's not in charge of Fauci's. I got that wrong. Fauci's NIAID, and this is USAD, two different institutions. So I got that wrong. So whenever I get something wrong, see, let me model that for everybody. I was wrong. Got that? That's how it works. So you just, it was the previous administration, but the same, the same criminal actors in place, whether it was Fauci, because he's talking about, you know, going back to 2018, where very strange 2018, 2019, yes, Trump was in charge. But how's he supposed to know what Anthony Fauci's doing with Peter Daszak, Ralph Barrick and the Equal Health Alliance and Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funneling tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and Fauci funneling millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, where in 2018 and 19, they were requesting money for gain of function research. Now notice that the first question he asked was, did you fund coronavirus research? He goes, no, we're not funding any gain of function research. That's not what he asked. So these, these, it, why, why can't we ever know the truth? Why is she not sending all of the data that he's requesting? Why? Th- these are not CIA agents. These are not CIA operatives. Th- these, these, these are health officials. They're nothing more than grocery store clerks. They're, there's, they're, there's nothing allegedly to hide here. They, they have a lot to hide because this was actually a DOD response, which I'm not going to get into tonight because then the show's over. But in 2018, the Wuhan Institute of Virology was requesting information on how to do, which, he, which they got from Ralph Barrick in, in, in direct communication with Dr. Jing Li, the bat lady at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. They got the information on how to do, how to, how to work with S-spike proteins and coronaviruses and how to get them to attach themselves to the ACE receptors inside of the human body using ferrin using a furon cleavage site which is the coronavirus with all this stuff about naturally occurring they were requesting the materials to make the alpha variant of COVID-19 that was under the microscope it's over and that's why they're trying to hide all of this and what's really astounding this I just saw this Peter Navarro who is who was a part of a part of the Trump administration was in all of the meetings with Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci knew about all this. Anthony Fauci knew that in 2018 that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was requesting data on ferrin cleavage sites, knew it the whole time and is still espousing a natural origin and never happened to mention to anybody in the Trump administration that this was going on, that they were actually requesting the material to create COVID-19 through gain-of-function research using a furon cleavage site and ACE receptors inside the human body. He knew it the entire time, never walked up to a podium, never advised anybody, never confessed to anybody that he was responsible, along with several others, for COVID-19. He knows he is. And even if he wasn't directly responsible, wouldn't you come up and say, this is what we were doing, so that we have an idea on how to combat this thing? Absolutely not. He's a monster, a monster. So here's some other stuff now. You're wondering, we have the Wuhan Institute of Virology going on, it, of course, in China, in Wuhan, city of about 18 million people. It's ginormous. Texas Lindsay video, breaking former Harvard professor and chair of chemistry and biology, was getting paid $50,000 a month by the Wuhan lab in China. Strange, isn't it? Play it for me. 
former Harvard professor who had ties to a Chinese-run recruitment program will not have to serve any more time in prison. A federal judge sentenced Charles Lieber to time served. He spent just two days behind bars, but Lieber will be on house arrest for six months and has to pay about $83,000 in fines and restitution. Prosecutors say the former chair of Harvard's Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology never paid taxes on his salary from the Wuhan University of Technology, which was $50,000 a month. So we have a virus that allegedly, I don't believe any of these numbers, it's the World Health Organization's numbers, they're just lying globalists bought and paid for by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the PLA, the Germans. That's who bought, that's, who, that's truth by the way. Number one, number one uh, contributor by country is Germany. Number one private institution giving money to the World Health Organization's Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So that, that's, that's, and of course, China is like in the top five. So they, whatever narrative that those people espouse is what gets put out. But here you have a man who is funneling, who, a former Harvard professor and chair of chemistry and biology was getting paid $50,000 a month by a Wuhan lab in China. A judge sentenced him to time served after two days in jail. So allegedly you've got a virus, according to the World Health Organization, has killed exactly 5 to 18 million people. So only a vari- variable of 13 million, but I digress. They use the science to come up with those numbers, of course. It's about as accurate as all the rest of their science. But there, here you have allegedly this virus that's killed millions of people. You've got a Harvard professor getting paid $50,000 a month by the Wuhan lab. And he, again, the state of our judicial system, he gets two days in jail. Go to the next one for me, just a little bit more on this. Former Harvard professor and department head, Dr. Charles Lieber, wasn't getting paid, wasn't just getting paid $50,000 a month. He also received an annual salary of $150,000 for living expenses and was awarded more than $1.5 million by China to build a lab in Wuhan, China. Isn't that weird? And don't, don't worry, it was all, na- it's a naturally occurring virus. Well, I mean, it's so hard for me not to spend, my son's over here telling me you need to just concentrate on one slide. It's so hard for me not, because I literally I could take this right here and spend three hours talking about it. I'm not kidding you. Aaron, you doubt it? Could I spend three? I probably could spend three hours. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Michael P. Sanger tweet. Just in, John Hopkins has erased. All these people, again, I gotta go, I'm gonna go down this wormhole. I'm just gonna dive right into the wormhole. Just in, John Hopkins has, has erased the Event 201 simulation of a coronavirus pandemic which took place in October 2019 from the website, isn't it? You know, John, Ho- John Hopkins Medical Center, Johns Hopkins Hospital Research Center, all those things, they've been putting out all the, all the, all the COVID narrative, bought, lock, stock and barrel into the whole COVID narrative, treating a 0.1% death rate virus like it's the bubonic plague, saying the vaccines were safe and effective until they say they aren't, all the, all the different things. That's, that's who Johns Hopkins is. It's very strange, they had event 201 on their website, it's been taken down. And here's what's amazing to me, is you have all of these people, because who else has took down their data? Is you have the NIH, National Institutes of Health, run by Francis Collins at the time, took down the data on their website about gain-of-function research right after they admitted that they funded gain-of-function research, when Anthony Fauci said on the Senate floor to Rand Paul that the NIH wasn't funding gain-of-function research, suddenly gain-of-function research gets taken down, just the, the, you know, the... The topic of gain-of-function research gets removed off of their uh, of their website into oblivion, and then of course you have the world uh, the World Economic Forum takes down their videos 
about Event 201, takes down their videos about you'll own nothing and be happy. All these people taking these things down. And now you've got Johns Hopkins, a, lead, a, lead, a leading COVID pimp, taking down their Event 201 stuff, where in Event 201, you can simply pull it up. It's not right-wing conspiracy theory. It's on, it's on YouTube right now. You can go right on YouTube, type Event 201, and you can watch video after video, video of you have our current DNI, Avril Haines there, uh, Pfizer's there, Moderna's there, the Chinese version of the, of the head of the, of the Chinese CDC is there sitting right next to Avril Haines as they talk about banning social media posts together, together at Event 201 while they do wargaming tabletop exercises on how to deal with a coronavirus, the, a coronavirus outbreak, and nobody even heard the term coronavirus until 2020. Very strange, very coincidental, isn't it? And then you'll see Christians, right-wing Christians, Say, you know what? I can't stand that stuff. You're all into the conspiracy theories. You know, whatever conspiracy theories that you're in, a lot of them are, I'm run, I've run out of conspiracy theories because they're all turned out to be true. But you're all against these things. And you have the very people who delete things off their websites to save themselves. And then all the Christians take the vaccines from the people like the NIH, like Johns Hopkins, like the World Economic Forum, like the CDC, the very people that delete things off of their websites to hide, the, to hide their material from you, to hide their lies from you, suddenly all of these institutions sprout wings of virtue when it comes to vaccines, when it comes to lockdowns, when it comes to medical emergencies, as if they will never take advantage of you. They just, they just sprout wings of virtue and you take their vaccines. You take the vaccines of pro-abortion nut jobs, transgender nut jobs, uh, pro-homosexual marriage nut jobs, socialist and communist nut jobs, globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist nut jobs suddenly sprout wings of virtue when it comes to pandemic response. I will never get that. I say it every show, I will never get it. Let's go to the next one. Chief Nerd video. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Mike Tyson on business model for vaccines. Play it for me. And we now have products that nobody knows what the risks are. We do know that the same year that we passed all of that, you know, they put them on the schedule. You had this explosion of chronic disease. And, you know, our children are now the sickest generation in history. And CDC is, shakes its shrugs its shoulders and say, if you say, where's this autism epidemic coming from? They say, we don't know. Right. Um, where is the obesity epidemic coming from? Where is the diabetes epidemic coming from? Why do our kids have peanut allergies, which essentially didn't exist prior to 1989? How about all the attention deficit stuff? Yeah, and all, all of that as is well? directly linked to vaccines in the scientific we literature on our website. We have 1,400 studies, peer-reviewed studies, published on NIH's website, PubMed, mm-hmm. linking it to all of the, linking various vaccines to all of those injuries. So what are they doing this for, money? Well, they're making $60 billion a year selling us vaccines, but they're making $500 billion a year selling the remedies for the injuries caused by vaccines. Wow. So the diabetes medication, the Adderall, the Ritalin, the Concerta, um, the, the Advair inhalers, the albuterol inhalers, the anti-seizure medications, all of those 
you know, this is a, a really great business plan for these companies. You make people sick, and then you sell them the lifetime cure. And I go back to the, the statement that I just made a second ago. So you have a company that makes 60 million vaccine, uh, vaccine companies. He's talking about Pfizer, Moderna, uh, GlaxoSmithKline, whatever. These companies make $60 billion a year on vaccines. And you're like, okay. And they make $500 billion a year on the remedies to the injuries caused by their vaccines. And suddenly, these companies that have been federally prosecuted, they are all felons, GlaxoSmithKline, Pfizer, felons. They're felons. They've They've been convicted of felony crimes. Suddenly, suddenly, who are all hyper leftists and leftists that do the gain of function research. They're all leftists. And suddenly, though, when it comes to a, a pandemic, a, a, a plandemic, I don't like to call it a pandemic because it's not. You can't have a pandemic with a 0.1% death rate virus. You can't. But they, suddenly, when you, when you have this, plan, this pandemic of a 99.9% survival virus, suddenly, GlaxoSmithKline, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, sprout wings of virtue, and all the Christians line up for the leftist clot jab. Amazing to me. Under the umbrella of virtue, lock down for the leftists. Social distance for the leftists. Anthony Fauci leftist, Deborah Burks leftist, Francis Collins leftist. Well, just do anything. All you got to do is put a medical emergency in front of anything. And it has been shown that the evangelical church worldwide will do whatever you say, which will eventually include taking a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. Because the love of most will grow cold. Let's go right into the next one. Play it for me. Why? Yes. Went to the Reagan White House, by the way. My uncle was head of the health committee at that time. They said, we are losing $20 in downstream liability for every dollar we're making in profits and in sales. And they said, unless you give us immunity from liability, we are going to shut down vaccine production. And Reagan said to them, to his credit, he said, why don't you make the vaccine safe? <laughs> and, uh, and they said, because vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And that phrase is in the preamble of the Vika statute. And it's in the Brusewitz decision, which upheld the Vika statute. So when people tell you they're safe and effective, the industry is saying they're unavoidably unsafe. So there is a, a cognitive dissonance there at, at some point. And really, you know, like every medication, it's a risk appraisal. And to me, the individual needs to be able to make that appraisal themselves and not be forced on people. So there you go. So the, the, the very, when, when you have Pfizer go before AstraZeneca, whoever it may be, Moderna, they go before Congress and they say, you know, we need indemnity because we're losing money on all our vaccines. Reagan goes, why don't you just make your vaccine safe? And they say, that, and quote, the vaccine companies, the pharmaceutical companies say that they are, quote, unavoidably unsafe. And then we're told that their vaccines are what? Safe and effective by the liars. I had to just show you a couple of these things. PG, PJ Media tweet. Canadian officials reportedly knew COVID vaccine wasn't effective pre-mandates. Here's the article. Briefing, a, briefing, a briefing document from, from federal health authorities setting out 
The rationale for imposing vaccine mandates in the fall of 2021 raised ethical concerns and acknowledged that the vaccinated may transmit COVID-19 as much as the unvaccinated. So then they knew that in 2021 and then mandated the vaccine based on people who are vaccinated stopping transmission and infection based on the vaccine stopping transmission and infection. They mandated the vaccine based on it stopping transmission and infection, all the while knowing that it didn't stop transmission and infection. That's a fact. There is some emerging evidence documenting that COVID-19 cases, Delta variant, in fully vaccinated individuals may have similar viral loads than unvaccinated cases. They knew the entire time, so it was never about your health. It was about controlling you, about leveraging you into a one-world commerce system, subjugating you, submitting you, using a, using a vaccine to mandate behavior on people, putting vaccine mandates in place to stop transmission and infection, using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection. Go to the next one for me. Just have to show you some of these attitudes. BC, this is uh, British Columbia in Canada. Not feeling great? Here's how their hospitals operate. Notice the date on the bottom. This is what, five days ago. Not feeling great? Your appointment can wait. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's from their hospital system. If you or your child are coming to one of our clinics but are feeling sick, please call and rebook your appointment for when you are well. Thanks for helping keep our patients and staff safe and healthy. How, how are you keeping people safe and healthy when you're not allowing the sick into your hospitals? This was the precedent that was set during COVID-19, which why you're, this is why you're seeing an exponential increase, a one in 200 year increase in excess deaths. Love you all. See you on Tuesday night. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Why are you making big decisions? People make life-changing decisions for themselves, for their kids, for their future in the midst of blindness. Because ask yourself, have I ever done the due diligence that's adding? Then why are you making decisions? You're operating in pitch black. You don't know what's an open door. No, there was an open door. It was an opportunity arose. It's a way that seems right to a man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying, do you know? It's the Holy Spirit confirmed to you that you're making the right decision. Dating that person, this job, this opportunity, whatever it may be. Have you fasted? You crucified your flesh. You operating by your feelings. It's a great opportunity. See it all the time. Opportunity does not mean righteousness. Righteousness. 